Welcome to Greedwatch 2018, a Common Rider O's recap podcast with me, Coriander Dickinson, and Josh A. Kagan. Howdy! And Adam Wasserman. Hello. This is episode 29, A Sister, A Doctor, The Truth About Ankh. Yeah, I've got older sister, but yes. Yeah. About the same. Nissan. We start off uh, with a flashback to everything that's happened except the last two episodes, which took a hard right turn into crazy, let's all put on a show town. But now we're back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> Quote unquote normal. I think we can safely assume those episodes didn't happen <laughs> in, in any real sense. <laughs> well, well, I had to watch them nonetheless. I, I, I mean, they're not canon. <laughs> So it's the middle of the night. Ag wakes up for some reason. Maybe he hears like a jostling in the distance, and he realizes Ankh is gone, <gasps> searching for his other arm. I think he wakes up because he's no longer because he's no longer held in Ankh's strong, manly arms. Oh well, yeah. arm and a half. I mean, I guess they're both arms. They're both but... strong. I mean, one of them's weirder than the other. This is actually one of my favorite lines uh, in the show so far. He looks at Ankh's empty bed and then says, "Ankh's gone searching again." Uh, and I really want to write a country music song about his no good man who just keeps going searching for his other arm when he's got all the arms waiting for him back home. <laughs> right. At least he didn't go cruising. Uh, Look, he wears a leather jacket. He could definitely go cruising. Leather jacket equals gay. Facts. Facts from Adam. Facts about facts. sexuality from Adam. <laughs> facts that I learned from the film Cruising. There's not going to be any hookups on this roof where, where he's standing alone no. surveying the city. But if anybody were there, they would try because he is looking fucking sick. You know what Ankh does really well? He gazes real sexily. And he's real good at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's real pouty. His hair always looks great. He's, he's making it happen. He's just trying to find that other arm. He's just looking for a hand. <laughs> I'm just picturing his his Tinder profile now. And it's just like, it's a picture of him. He's like, likes, medals, arms. Uh, DM, me, DM me for roof deets. <laughs> like, like sucking on pops. Yeah. Bring, bring, bring an ice pop or, or GTFO. <laughs> Well, it just so happens my name's Pop. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, this took a right turn into uh, Slash Vic. It did. Uh, let's get out of it and let's have uh, You know what, you guys? Let's blow this Popsicle stand, so to speak. You guys want to go to a party? I want to inhale this Popsicle stand. <laughs> okay, I do have to mention that, like, AG exams a feather coming in the window yes. and then strips. Like, it's very important that they spent, like, ten seconds of him taking his clothes off. Look, we're just we're all something for the ladies, uh, you know, and uh, the guys and everybody. I think everybody can enjoy his uh, his hairless, underpanted body. Okay, here's right. Can I just say, guys, it's been like three minutes and thirty seconds. I deeply apologize for how heteronormative I've been throughout this episode. I can do better. All right. Okay. Anyway, cake watch nineteen. Woo! (laughs) Let's go to the worst birthday party in the history. Of birth in the history of the form, fucking. <laughs> it's like, sir, I've asked that we not have a birthday party. Jehovah's Witnesses have more fun birthday parties than Doctor Maki is having right now. I'm sure Jehovah's Witnesses have great birthday parties. They don't actually celebrate birthdays. They don't. Oh, do that, that okay. and that, ladies and gentlemen, was quote unquote the joke. Mm. 
Sorry. Like I really, I, I now that you've mentioned it, I bet, I bet Maki would have preferred a Jehovah's Witness birthday party. Just saying, are we counting the tiny cake as a cake? I am counting it. it is still a cake. A cake by any other name or size. I'm not counting them based on size. I'm just counting them based on whether Kogami made made them, and he definitely made a tiny cake. So. Look, it's not the size of the cake. It's how you suck out the candle. <laughs> Josh, please describe the worst birthday party to us. Maki is being held against his will with a stupid little hat and a giant cake. Next to him, his doll has an equally stupid littler hat and a stupid littler cake and is sitting there for all the world like he would rather be doing his taxes or getting a root canal while Kugami Henry Rollins shouts happy birthday at him with the subtext being, I wish I could kill you. Yeah, his birthday present is a warning. That's about right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll it's get to that. It's not a good present. It's a not. not and, and Maki's just like, <sighs> I don't want a birthday party. And then we learn Kugami's hierarchy of needs, which are <laughs> desires. He loves desires, but then he loves his desires. And right now, Maki's desires are getting in the way of Kugami's desires. And what this is all leading up to is that Kugami's like, my man, you want to keep rolling with me? You got to break it up with Kaz. You can't do that anymore. You can't see each other. Daddy forbids. <laughs> That's your birthday present this morning. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, sure. The warning is necessary. He needs to tell him he knows. But Kogami owns a whole corporation. He's got like money to burn on cakes. Surely he could have gotten him a card or something too. I like mean, that's just cheap. I don't know, man. I feel like if somebody made me a homemade birthday cake, I wouldn't be like, what, no car? No, if they gave me a homemade no, no, birthday no, 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 cake no, no. and a warning, I would be like, no, Josh. Oh, hi. Okay. Let's, Josh, let's say, hmm. I don't know. Let's say, uh, let's say I make shoes for a living, right? Let's say I make shoes for people all, let's, let's say I don't even do it for a living. Let's say I have a company, but I like to make shoes. I make shoes for people every day. And then it's your birthday and you're like, oh, I wonder what Adam's going to get me. And I'm like, here's your shoes. And you're like, oh, great. The, sh the shoes you make them for, like, I feel real special. Thank you. Thanks for making me the same shoes you make everybody. I mean, what do you do? I mean, in this, now in this really elaborate fantasy world that you've constructed are yeah. you are you like a one person shoe dasher or like did you personally <laughs> dash those shoes for me like or did yeah. they just come off an assembly line no i made I, I made them for you but i literally make it minimum of one pair of shoes every day of my life okay do you do you generally charge people for those shoes no i give them i give that's that's what i do for fun i also have a company that i don't know does like um disruptive internet stuff i don't know man there's gonna, an algorithm i'm going with my original answer which is if you took right. the time look you do it every day but if you took the time to make a pair of shoes for me probably to my specifications because you're like a real thoughtful guy and you know the kind of things oh, that they I fit like, perfectly oh yeah then i'm gonna be real appreciative and i wouldn't be like where's the card yeah all right. now again if you said here are shoes and a warning then i would be like <laughs> oh i mean just the shoes are fine my dude yeah 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 I don't think Maki is sitting there like, but where's my card? I think he's there like, I wish I could jump out the window and free myself from my body and become yep. and my spare could inhabit my doll. Who I I feel like is already possessed, clearly. Definitely. Clearly, obviously already okay, possessed. Okay, the doll is alive. 
Okay? Everybody <laughs> yeah. listening to this, both of you, the doll is alive, and now this is a thing we have to factor in for the remaining 200 episodes of the series. Is that the doll has a soul, the doll has lungs. <laughs> and the doll is cheeky. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little smug. Saltanaka <laughs> uh, is real close to doing like a Molary and Curly like, like she's like practically slapping her face. She can't believe what she's seeing, and she's trying to light it, and the doll blows it out, and light it, and the doll blows it out, and all I want, she, I just want her to like fall on the floor and start just kicking herself around in a circle. It was, it's the wackiest she's ever allowed herself to be on the show, and I am really here for Satanaka physical comedy bits. Me too. And the doll's alive. I can't stress this enough that the doll is alive. Do we think it's inhabited by the spirit of the sister? I do. Oh. Only if she's actually dead. Like, I still <laughs> don't know if Chiyoko's not, like, in witness protection. <laughs> I I mean, that uh, that rabbit hole goes real deep. Let's not talk about things that happen later in the episode, in the, like, this early. But I, I think this episode conclusively says no. So Kogami tells, tells Maki to blow out his candles. And Maki inhales his candle oh in the weirdest way possible oh that sucked you're fired again now you're rehired before you even get excited it was it was oh yeah oh no it's one of the weirdest things. He briefly turned into the uh, little person from the Red Room in Twin yep. Peaks. Like, I almost was wondering mm-hmm. if they rolled the footage backwards because it was so, it was very, let's rock. He, he sucks in a weird way and inhales the candle out. And it is terrible. And then he takes his doll, freaking out because Satanaka's like shaking it, and does, does a hat drop and takes off. And has a flashback to... Mysterious sister mother. Oh yeah, who probably died. <laughs> whose whose gravestone he is now at in the middle of this like training field or something that has been dressed with like ten ten headstones. I'm assuming it's a family cemetery that only yes. has family plots. I, I, man, I don't like just the just the Maki family. Yeah. I guess I don't know, man. The 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 fucking graveyard in Plan Nine from Outer Space is better realized. <laughs> it is very sparse. <laughs> it is weirdly sparse. People oh. aren't dying to get in. <sighs> that also sucked. Anyway, so now he's got to break up with Kazari, and it's <laughs> tough. It's tough. Kazari doesn't take it very well. He's like Kazari, you got to eat all those medals. You got to finish the whole plate. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's really important that you just you just chow down on those because I need you to, please. Thank you. And reasonably, Kazari's like, but if I do that, I will turn into a giant crazy mutant and I will die and I will probably destroy the world. And Maki's like, that sounds great. What an awesome plan. That sounds like a personal problem. Just do it. Also, I want the world to burn because Maki, Maki's real into eschatology, apparently. Instead, he becomes, I want to say... The first of our main characters to uh, get a get a medal uh, in the forehead. Yep. He gets medaled for meddling. The Ooh. yummy pops out and it mm. like weirdly gropes the headstone and crushes it yep. in an embrace. <laughs> gives it a big, big old hug. It is it is difficult to ascertain the quote unquote desire that <laughs> The yummy is. I'm just going to break on. out with this headstone. 
He hugs it until it shatters into a million pieces, but does not fall apart because we could not afford that. Also, is it just me or is this yummy like pretty thick compared to the other yummies? I mean, I don't, I don't know why you have to yummy shame. I'm not, no, it. I'm I thick mean, with maybe, a CC. I mean, it had a booty. Yeah, it's got. It's. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying it's. It's not oh, skinny. I see. It's not like the yummies are usually fa- fairly fairly skinny. This one, this one has more mass. I wasn't like, damn. <laughs> oh. I was. I was a little like, damn, that a thick yummy. Were you like, damn yummy? <sighs> that would have worked better. That would have worked better written no. out. I don't talk for a living. No, <laughs> go, go, go eat a cake. Go eat a cake. Oh, I'd love to. That's uh, what I, I have. Some cake in the yeah, fridge. That, that actually, so, I can see my that fridge very good. my new setup. I could go go over there and eat some cake right now. We throw to Ankh yearning sexually yeah, some more. Hands reaching out, just thinking wistfully about his other hand. Hands, reaching for hands, touching me, touching you, sweet yummy bird. Ba, ba, ba. Bird times never hey, felt, I wait, three, that other three times never felt so good. So good, so greed, so greed. Yeah, I honestly wasn't brave enough to launch into Sweet Caroline there, so I just, just kind of set that up. <laughs> And now, 45 minutes into the episode, we get the opening credits. It was a very dense opening. I have a lot of notes. Oh, also, there's a creepy arm watch, like, somewhere, thinking creepy thoughts. Someone saying a prayer for me. Why'd this turn into a jukebox musical? I don't... (laughs) Just shit in my head. I don't know. Because when two people are yearning for each other from different places, you can only really communicate that through music. Somewhere out there. Someone's got my arm. (laughs) And so the rest of the episode is just a very long credits tag. Yeah, so Kazari wants to know what's going on with Ankh. He's like, huh, I gotta figure this shit out. Meanwhile... The Couscousier girls are handing out flyers dressed in, what is this, like Italian Renaissance clothing? I'm confused. Italian carnival. Chioko is just kind of dressed in a pretty blue outfit. Chioko looks great. Chioko looks great. And Hina seems to be like uh, Arlecchino or some shit. Yes. Okay. He's an Italian clown. Yeah. No, I got it. Okay. Okay. I I didn't know if you were just being dismissive. No, no, no. Ag runs by in the background. Neither of them notice. <laughs> I didn't but, notice. Uh, he's carrying he's carrying a bundle of some mystery stuff. God, I didn't even see that. Yeah. You've got a good eye. Yeah, and then he knows, I guess, where Ankh is because I guess Ankh sent a bird. No, I think he sent the bird to find Ankh. There's a lot of birds in this episode. A lot of birds. Yeah. We should specify it's a bird cam. Before that happens, doesn't Hina see a bird and then thinks about things? Oh yeah. Momentarily. She looks up, she sees a, 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 well, it's important to Hina. She has thoughts about detective and Ankh and birds. And you're right, it's not that important. Anyway, AG's brought uh, Ankh some fruit and also an ice pop in a thermos so it doesn't melt. He is a thoughtful, thoughtful friend. Which is ba- well, that is- it's basically like, please eat this fruit. I know you're not going to get down from a roof for just some fruit. So also here's an ice pop. Which Ankh is like, okay, fine, but you're breaking my concentration big time. Give me that ice pop. Which I would like to point out, he grabs with his like monster monster arm, and he doesn't grab it by like the stick. He just grabs it halfway down and just chomps on it. He's an alien, man. He doesn't know how things work. Is he? 
AG brought him an uncut pineapple, so maybe yeah. AG's the alien. <laughs> As it turns out, I saw a thing where like the the right way to eat a pineapple is to like break it off from the middle where the like the hexagonal parts come out, and you just like break it off in strips. It's really cool. Does that mean we're all going to get like cancer now or something because we've been eating it the no, wrong way, the, or are we going to be okay? We'll be fine. It's just that there's a better there's a better way to do it. It's like learning the how to open a banana from the right end. It it makes a difference to me. Okay. Josh, are you still opening the wrong end? Of a banana? Yeah. Uh no, I just eat it skin and all. Oh, that's fine. And then and then I then I keep the little stem in my mouth all day and I walk around like a cool guy. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, see? They call me a Mr. Stems. Yeah, Dick Tracy. We're gonna get him. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Nobody does. Uh, <laughs> stems, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, anyway, so um flower pot target practice. Just two guys hanging out with their guns, just shooting guns, just hanging out and making sure their guns are good and polished and shooting straight. Just two men just hanging out <laughs> with their guns. And their very elaborate <laughs> shooting gallery. Yes. Which I mean, is actually hella cool. Is it that elaborate? It's like some overturned office chairs with flower pots where the wheels should be. I wouldn't think to do that. I don't know. I thought it looked pretty cool. Uh, no, was no, it Pee-wee's breakfast machine? No, it's cool. No, but it was I'm not saying it's yeah. not cool. I just don't know if it's elaborate. It's more like jury rigged. Elaborate would be like, I don't know if there were like lights and wow. whistles. And wow. Stuff. They put some effort in, Adam. That's not what elaborate means, guys. Did it need the spinning targets? No. This is like some Rube Goldberg level like <laughs> construction. God, I'm so angry right now. It is not even close to Rube Goldbergian. No, they sh- they shoot the uh, they shoot the flower pots and everything, and then it makes Pee Wee Herman's breakfast. Yeah. Anyway, Goto's going. Thanks, Danny Elfman. Anyway, Goto's going undercover at his actual job, I guess. But it's not his job. He quit. He's going. He is going back to Kugami, and he's going to figure everything out from the inside. I believe this is another episode first. This is the first time that Date says he is not good at something. Ooh. Oh, yeah, it's true. He is not good at investigating. Well, he's not subtle. This is true. He, he would make a very bad... I am Date! I'm a spy! <laughs> Tell me How's your secrets! <laughs> Do you have secrets? I am handsome. How about, how about we go for Odin and you tell me your secrets? I'm going to sneak around stealthily with a milk jug of coins. I have a monkey. Sometimes the monkey screams. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no. Wait, did I miss an episode? The can monkey. The, the gorilla can. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I see. I see. I understand can monkey. Uh, yeah, Dante's like, I'm not good at investigating. Can monkey. That, that funky, funky monkey. There we go. I, we're just doing this now. Yep. I'm on board. Uh, Date is like, I'm not good at investigating, but I do know my boys are in trouble and I hope you figure it out. Anyways, pew, 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 pew. Back to shooting. Meanwhile, the yummy is just hugging girls really, really hard. Are we? (laughs) Possibly killing them. No. You know what? Unless he has also got his chiropractic degree, I don't think you hear that many crackens into poppins from somebody (laughs) unless they are having the very life squoze out of them. No, he's basically Bane. <laughs> yes, but Bane and Batman and Robin, not necessarily. 
Uh, this, this is a side note that will. This is a side note that you will all assuredly cut. Uh, but my wife had never seen Batman and Robin before, but had seen Dark Knight Rises. So we were watching. Oh we were we were watching Batman and Robin, and she was like. Who's that big wrestler with the button in the mind? And I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. That's the same character as Tom Hardy. And she was like, that doesn't make any sense. That's what we said. That cre- and this creates so many more questions. Well, just make her read all of Nightfall. Nope. Because I guess uh, you hate her. <laughs> So yeah, the yummy is giving a nice relaxing massage to these women and they close their eyes and lay down for a nap afterwards. <laughs> oh, I feel, I feel so I feel so aligned. Thank you, monster. But it's only for the ladies. The men get beat the crap up. Yeah, I think the men get the better side of the deal in this bargain. And Monkey's back in his lab being like, "Well, of course I don't want like a destruction yummy. Like that's like love- my sacred mission. Kazari wouldn't get it because Kazari's agreed. I just love hugging. I thought this was an interesting moment for our Dr. Maki, who doesn't yes. seem to have much time for feelings. Um, he does like, mm, desire because he think he's desire is whatever he's like what this is what everybody wants a mother and he says a mother's love which really confuses the whole sister mother thing but he's like everybody wants that but my mission is to destroy the entire fucking world i don't want to do it i need to do it yeah it's just my job just in the same way that adam makes a pair of shoes every day and gives them away for free i bring on the end of time yeah, and that was the that was the desire boost that the yummy needed to <laughs> to finally emerge from its chrysalis. It's the worst. This one's the worst. I know. I say it every fucking week. This one is the worst. It is terrible. It is this garbage panda, not a trash panda, because those are raccoons and they are beyond reproach. They're beautiful gods creatures. This is a garbage panda with a fucking orca arm and a face for an eye. And uh, Adam, we were talking about this before we all got on mic. Uh, The one thing that I did notice about this that made me go, oh, I'm momentarily not disgusted because this is interesting, has a weird circular scar on the back of its head that matches Maki's doll. And it sounds like a chew toy. Yup, it sure does. I call it Pandorka. You'll call it garbage. Pandorka. Also true. That's great. Uh, Date is just going pew, pew, pew. And then his monkey's like, my man, let's do this. He's got to go to work. Everybody's got to go to work. It's time to hustle. Same with Ankh. Ankh is like, now I smell yummy too. And they're like, all right, mm-hmm. well, I guess we got we to gotta go do that. Well, and Eiji's like, is it is it the is it a bird? He's like, ah, I'm too far away. I can't smell that that from here. <laughs> I can only smell yummy. I can't smell what kind of yummy it is. I like the idea that he's smelling it like a cartoon hobo smelling a pie <laughs> in a windowsill. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it's a blueberry. <laughs> Mrs. Olson's put out her pies for the day. I gotta call the other alley cats. Fortunately, the cops have shown up. So yeah, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> oh, thank heavens, the police. Okay, okay. What did you think the orca arm would do? I thought it would just like bite people or maybe like have a water gun. I didn't think it would shoot orca fins. fins. Yeah. Orca fins that slice shit up. I mean, 
As a, as a, I mean, it's kind of badass, I guess. Although disembodied, <laughs> so weird. Disembodied fins are very funny. I realized. Well, it's orca fins. Orca fins are not traditionally like scary. Like if it was shark fins, I'd be like, okay, yeah, no, it's the you know, oh no, a shark's coming. But it's like an orca. Oh boy, here comes an orca. Maybe it'll let me feed it some fish. You have obviously never seen terrible seventies Jaws ripoff Orca, the killer whale, where it just messes people. I think. I want to say Bo Derek's in it and like John Houston. <laughs> it is a weird movie. Uh, but uh, no, there's, well, I will say this. Maybe in, if I just encountered an orca in my everyday travels, I'd be like, oh, it's real cute. But when it's on the arm of a monster, I feel like all bets are off. If you were going to picture an orca and picture like the scariest part of the orca, I don't think the fin is where you would go. Valid. That is valid. Probably the giant mouthful of weird round teeth. Yeah, if it shot teeth, that would be badass. Or like orca mouths with their flappy tongues, or I don't know. Anyway, just the fins seem like uh, weird, like it's... kind of a deep cut. I, anyhow. <laughs> uh, Date shows up, and I believe this is, I want to say this is the most casual henshin yet. It's just like, <laughs> hey, what's what's up, panda fish? Hey, uh, check this out, henshin. <laughs> you know what I love about henshin? Uh, I get older and the yummies stay the same age. My, my. <laughs> what? The, the, the only thing that is revealed in this fight is that uh, the yummies brown bear arm, as opposed to panda bear arm, has mm. secret claws that are very large. Yes. And come out And uh, Date thinks the whole thing is too cute to kill. Yeah, that's, yep. it, it escapes. And Date is like, oh, I guess I let my guard down because he's too cute. There's a quick cut to Ankh and Eiji in an ominous feather. And Ankh is like, oh, no, I got to go the other way. And Eiji's like, what about the yummy? And Ankh's like, fuck the yummy. I'm going this way. Date's trying to use his crane arm and there's civilians. And Date's like, oh, shoot, I'm going to hurt somebody. So he... Pulls back and the panda stomps on on the the crane arm and beats him up a little bit and gets away and gets away and then finds Chioko and and Hina and he's like I'm gonna hug them. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kazari is following a trail of red feathers mm-hmm. and he's like, hmm, hmm, a mystery here. Hmm. But what if we all had a fight? Not the three of us. I love you both. Well, Kazari's like, hey, Ankh. Hey, Eiji. I remember these feathers from 800 years ago. And Ankh's like, whatever. And Eiji's like, no, tell me more, please. And Kazari's like, okay, I don't mind talking about it. But first, let's fight. Yeah! It's more fun that way. And we go to the big combo first. We get Tajador. Yeah. Like, straight off. Like, no messing around. There is no burninating, though, sadly. There's a lot of feathers everywhere, though. Like, just there's... Just so many feathers all of a sudden. I read the subtitle as Trogdor first, everyone, and I got real excited. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, hmm, I can't, I'm not even sure if this show predates Trogdor or not. Maybe not. No, it's around the same time. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Homestar is like the aughts. No, I know. Homestar is real old, and I always kind of forget how old it is. Does it seem so contemporary? I don't know. Well, also, there, there's the entire old-timey Homestar universe, which will fool you into <laughs> thinking that it's been around since 1932. Ah, uh, the sneak. Uh, I know a lively fella. He's really quite unique. Um, <laughs> I love that song. I love that song. Important things are happening in Kogami's office. 
Yes, because Goto's back, baby. Gocho is bending at a fucking like ninety degree angle. He is, he is. T- I, I, I was worried the panda hugged him and severed his spine because that is such a deep fucking back, and he holds it like that is. Yep. That's some ab work right there. I'm not gonna, you know, like don't get it twisted. That guy is fit. It seems like based on the context of the scene that Goto just like I don't know came in. Maybe talk to Satanaka, then walked into Kogami's office and just bowed without explaining anything, because then Satanaka has to tell Kogami why he's there. I would like to think that for some <laughs> for some reason, Gocho was like brought in on a wheeled pallet, just bowing <laughs> down. Bent over. Yeah, Maybe he can't stand up. Yes. And he's like, hey, hey, Dad, can I have job back? And Kugami's like, well, you had no job. We can't, you can't, we, we already filled that position. We don't even know what we're going to do with you. But I need money for food. This is a lie. Because he works at a restaurant. Yeah. I would like to yeah. think they're feeding yeah. him. Okay, good. There's work. <laughs> and Kugami's like, yeah, sorry, uh, no room at the end, my man. We already got our writer guy and everybody's cool, so we don't even know. And Satsunaka's like, he could be my assistant. Kugami's like, no, Goto would never lower himself. And Goto's already, like, at the cake. And, okay, so last weekend I was at a birthday party for a pair of two-year-olds, and they did not cram cake into their mouth as as avidly as Goto does in this scene. I mean, to be fair, they already had the job. It's true. They were they had nothing to prove. They had nothing to prove. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they, they had nothing to prove. They, they're already, we're like, hey, we're two. And you know, what are you going to do, take away our birthday? You can't. Yeah, and it looks like he's further motivating Satanaka to try harder at, at her. Yeah, position. she's like, "Oh shit, I gotta up my game." <laughs> yeah, this guy's this yeah. guy's bringing the bringing the fire. He'll eat more cake than me, and then what? The, what will there be more cake? <laughs> then what? Then how will I define myself? I mean, look, she's still got poofy miniskirts all uh, sewn up. Oh, I know. Look, she's uh, she's underestimating her appeal, for yeah. sure. At least to me, but excuse me. <clears throat> sorry. Got, got a little thirsty there. Anyway, uh, more fight, more feathers. Way more feathers. More feathers than we expected, probably. It's a downpour. It's not going great for AG. No. And then we get the ugly bird. The ugly bird, yummy. Okay, so this is a yummy, not agreed, right? This is No, this is agreed. That's what I thought. This is they agreed. call it a yummy. Do they? In, hmm. in my, I can go back and check. Not right now, but you can just. Uh, but okay. I, I believe in my in our translation, Adam. I believe it's referred to as a bird yummy. Oh, okay. I mean, because it's very clearly like the remaining like three quarters of Ankh. They do talk about the bird yummies that have been created, and how Ankh wasn't doing it right. Yeah. So they do talk about bird yummies. They just don't refer to that one as anything specific. Other than, you're me. But no, you're me. I'm the real me. It's that Spider-Man meme. Yeah. Yes. I have uh, chosen to refer to this uh, this new creature as Sephiroth because it's only got one wing. Oh, wow. That's great. Hmm. Yeah, I hmm. like that. Look, I'm going to hope that, that that lands better for the audience than you guys. I'm going to call it real true number one Ankh. Like, this, this Ankh is clearly better. Oh, yeah, like it's way more onk for your dollar. Like, we know who has, like, all of the red metals, basically. And that that onk is 
kicking AG's butt. Oh, so bad. Uh, so bad he dehensions, and then he's just a lump of guy. Just a lump of guy, just laying on the ground. And Ankh's like, hey, try harder. <laughs> Sorry, all like, I know what's going on here, but I'm not telling. Well, he's the only one. Uh, and then we... Uh, and then, uh, oh, Panda Boy is, uh, or Pandorka, <laughs> is that what we're calling yep. him? Pandorka. That's what I'm calling him. Avatar 2, coming soon. Uh, the planet <laughs> of Pandorka. Uh, yeah, uh, it's terrible. Nobody cares. Maki drives his cute little uh, powder blue bug in the way of Pandorka and gets out and has a very cool reveal where he opens up his jacket and shows off his sweet, sweet cans. It's, it's basically that scene from The Matrix, only cans instead of guns. It stops being cool as soon as he starts launching. Basically, he brought a pea shooter to a Pandorka fight. And he gets fucking wasted. <laughs> like the pan- oh, but, yeah? but we get to see a new, new purple cans, which turn into pteranodons that then blow up. Not because they're supposed to, but because they get swatted. It's just not great. It, Maki, it's not good for Maki. Maki, you know, he tried to dial M for Maki, and instead he just got <laughs> he just got his ass handed to him. It's real sad. <laughs> Chioko and Hina come running up. Hina briefly wonders to herself, like, "Oh right, I have super duper strength." Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, and just never thinks about it again. Also, Hina's like, "Wasn't I in college at some point?" No, I guess I just follow Chioko around like the, the I don't fucking tales. This part, like the tales to her Sonic for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't know when I made a Gungan life debt to Chioko, but I guess this is just my fucking job now. She's so strong. Why isn't she out doing strong person things? I hate it. But they've already got birth there doing strong person things with yeah, a birth gun. Shows up. Yeah, guess, yeah. and it, it's know. it's so much that the Pandorka is forced to make a majestic leap onto the freeway. <laughs> no, I think it just felt like playing real life cluster truck. It's the most beautiful effect in the world. It's so good. The, the orca rises into the air and then moves sideways and gets smaller and lands <laughs> on a truck. Also, M- Maki uh, looks into into owners beautiful face and has a flashback about fire and burning dolls. So I'm trying to figure out. Okay. So the mother Maki's mother long dead, the sister raised him, but then the sister dies in a fire. Is this maybe, is this the math? We don't, we don't have that information. You remember how many times they, they teased explosion day before being like, Oh, it was the little girl who gave me a rock and I liked her before she exploded. This is going to be like... Hey, by the way, everybody, happy Explosion Day. Maki was a child, and he used to get hugs, but then this candelabra fell over, and there was green fire. And a doll with burning hair. But the robot had a human brain. Sorry. So Maki Maki gets his can handed to him, and uh, Date shows up and is like, hey, little man, don't you ever try and do that again. You'll get murdered. But check out what I'm about to do. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, Chioka and Hina sort of drag him away, drag Maki away, and Maki looks and has flashbacks, and it's all very confusing. Pandorka and Date, they fight. Pandorka gets away, as we said. Uh, Date says hugging monsters isn't his thing, and me think the lady doth protest a bit too much. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, And then, uh, you know what? How about some more people fighting a monster? Because we got... uh, 
the bird and the AG and they try and fight and AG just gets more herded and uh, then uh, Ankh finally shows up and they have their uh, they have their showdown and they point at each other and the bird monster yummy is like you're me and he's like no I'm me who's me we don't know and then zap and it's over yeah they have like a wizard battle where they tug a war over the <laughs> over the metals that make up their bodies. I mean, if by battle you mean that Ankh immediately starts losing, getting all of his metals vacuumed out of him by a, by a bird tornado. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant. Oh, okay. Yeah, then, yes, accurate. Uh, and then the end. Da, 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 da. Ah. Da, da, da. High stakes. High stakes. Next time. Like what's going to happen I if if Onk's stakes. arm gets ripped off dead detective? And what does Ooh. Onk's other body look like? What does original flavored Onk look like as a human? I mean, presumably that plus like an actual arm. We're going to get like a palette swapped Onk. <laughs> but also, who is Onk too? Bless you. I feel like we've got a crisis on infinite Onks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. No, not acknowledging. That's no, fine. that's no. fine. That's fine. My, uh, you, you don't think my Sephiroth joke is good? Then you can go get yours. I, that's, that's, that's a right. big. There's a big difference between Final Fantasy franchise and like DC <laughs> Comics. You know, is there? I guess. Is there that big a difference? Uh, I thought episode good. Episode good. This was nice. Yeah. After going to fucking banana wacky loco town for two episodes, it was nice to just be like, hey, let's get back to business. Uh, I also have decided that I think I like the mythology episodes more than I like the creep of the week episodes. So it's like an inverse of my feelings about X-Files. I wondered. But I'm ready to, I'm ready to solve this mystery now. I'm ready to take these next... One, two, three, four, five, 58 episodes or however the fuck many we have left and really get to the bottom of this. And uh, 19. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to next week. Well, lucky thing that we're doing a special episode next week. But that is actually not true. And we'll have to cut this because who knows? Because this episode <laughs> yeah, is. N- I can I can actually put that <laughs> episode up. Out of order because it's not related to. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a special. Yeah. So yeah. that that actually has- I, I'm sorry. I look, I realize I realize I'm revealing all of our magic secrets, but we don't record the episodes the same weeks there. It has actually been about two months since we've recorded an episode. And I that's did true. have to go to the wiki and remind myself who everybody was. Because there was like, oh, what a, who's that handsome man in the brown burnished leather jacket with a rakish beard? I'd like to get to know him. Oh, that's Date. Oh, right. He eats that soup. All right. I'm back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just got just to refresh your memories a little bit. That too. Uh, to be fair, I've never remembered Chiyoko's name and have to look it up every week. I, know, I don't even try to remember her name, but that's okay. I remember everything with perfect and absolute clarity. That sounds terrifying. I really liked the episode overall. The panda's probably the worst one. <laughs> Worse than Jelly Lion? It's a tie. They're I liked high. Jelly Lion. I liked <laughs> Jelly Lion. Okay. This has an eyeball face. <laughs> yeah. Its head is way too big. It's just, it's just very, face. very large. Uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. I think we can all agree it's terrible. I like 
the introduction of a purple can, because that implies the in involvement later of some sort of dinosaur purple greed. Mm, so far, it. all of the cans have been themed. Mm -hmm. I'll take stuff I would never notice in a million years for 200, Alex. <laughs> okay, I guess. Wait, all of the cans are matched in color to the greeds? Yeah, yeah. yellow's the little lion cans, red's the condor cans, green's the bug grasshopper, okay. blue yep. is the taco, octopus. I legitimately pointed this out in an earlier episode, Josh. Eh, <sighs> eh. We have now been doing this. Here's a terrifying thought, because when this episode airs, it will be January 2020. We have been doing this podcast for two years. Oh, it'll be more than January 2020. <laughs> oh, no. We've got a lot of episodes in the can. What color is it? Um, All of the colors. Aw. Brown. Aw. <laughs> Oh, so we're additive. Okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, unfortunately, it's all of the colors, but they made brown. Corey, take us home. Thank you all for listening. Uh, <laughs> I'm Corey Ender Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter at Absalar. I'm Josh A. Kagan. You can find me on Instagram at Josh A. Kagan. And if you got that slick new Disney Plus, you can watch my movie Kim Possible on that slick new Disney Plus. I'm Adam Wasserman. You can find me at Gold Sarcasmium. Also, before we end, we should do a shout out to uh, the person who actually did fan art and continues to do fan art for us. Paranundrox. Yes, that. Uh, and we'll mention that again on the episode that will have played three months ago, but will be a new episode. I'm but confused. these are all new episodes. I'm Josh. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm Josh Kagan. <laughs> I'm Josh Kagan. See ya. <laughs> Bye.